Welcome to Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate, the podcast, finding the space for all of you in life and love. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hartnell, and this podcast is for anyone wanting to reclaim and liberate themselves in their relationships and their life. Wherever you are on your relationship journey, these conversations meet you right there in soulful, deeply supportive DMs with me and interviews with other gorgeous humans, moving you from where you are to where you most want to be. A life and love completely aligned with your deepest desires to have it all on your own terms. If you're seeking a relationship and a life that lights up all of you, you're in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate. And today's episode is going to be part one of two because it's a big topic. Christmas, the holidays and divorce, part one. It's November and we've already been inundated and for a a few weeks even, um, smashed with all the Christmas decorations, all the advertising, And the expectations are rising. Christmas can be stressful at the best of times, but how to handle Christmas and the holiday season when you're feeling challenged in your relationship, you're moving through a separation, a divorce, or you're doing it solo for the first time. So as I said, this is going to be a two-part episode because there's just so damn much to it. Part one today is the shoulds. Christmas, New Year, the holiday season, here it comes and it's busy. Now, the promise of the holidays is, or the story of the holidays we're fed, is that it's all about peace and togetherness and connection. But ironically, as we know all too well, holidays often deliver exactly the opposite. Frustration, disconnection, resentment and relationship tension. And there is actually a real thing. There is actually a real um, tendency that January sees an uptick in separations, divorce, or the, the instigation of that. So it is a pretty stressful time, as well as actually Christmas. I think there are other subtle shifts that happen in the holidays too, shifts or changes that do or can trigger or exacerbate the craziness. For a start, simply spending a lot more time together can be a little bit unfamiliar and exposing, exposing of the cracks. Maybe less so this year, to be honest, since we've all been in various forms of lockdown for various periods of time. But if you've been sweeping some tension under the carpet or burying a few things in the proverbial sand that really need to be addressed, the holidays can be a time when it all comes out. It's also a time when routines and the normal kind of rules go out the window, leaving everybody a little bit unsettled. Kids especially can get anxious and restless and go a bit off the rails without their normal routines or just with all the extra stuff that Christmas and the holidays brings. And then, of course, there's all the external demands, the end of year events, the school concerts, the in-laws, the decorations, the special food you're supposed to be cooking and preparing and sharing and if you're like most people you're already tired by this time of the year running on empty and you slide on into the end of the year feeling not that beautiful peace um, and, and deep connection but irritated overwhelmed and perhaps even 
a little bit of um, neglect and resentment. And, you know, then on Christmas Day, add in those few extra glasses of Prosecco and, you know, boom. Recipe for, if not disaster, then definitely recipe for um, disconnect and maybe a little bit of fireworks. Often too, we have really high expectations for Christmas and the holidays. We're fed that story of what things should look and feel like, but it is also a time when we feel um, the weight of responsibility, of obligation, of expectation. And if you're already feeling a little challenged in your relationship, if it's a bit of a sticky, tricky, tender time for your partnership, or this is your first Christmas after a separation, those responsibilities, those expectations, even the ones that we place on ourselves, they can weigh really, really heavily on you. All the things you think you should, in inverted commas, be doing this holiday season, all the places you should be going, all the events you should be attending, the people you should be spending time with, the gifts you should be buying and giving, all of the shoulds, as well as all the things you really don't want to do over these holidays. But also, you know, what a family, you're telling yourself stories about what a family should look like and what a Christmas celebration should look and feel like and all the things that, you know, you should opt into. Your mother-in-law's expectation, the school events, work, end-of-year functions. And then there's all the happy family feelings that social media and the broader media tells us that we should be feeling. When all the joy and warmth and togetherness is what you tell yourself you should feel, but you just don't. So rather than being sucked into the shoulds, rather than shutting down and going through the motions, rather than being told how it will be, rather than just letting it all wash over you and leaving you feeling unseen, unheard, angry, resentful, the shoulds can be an invitation. When you hear yourself say should, it's a signal an invitation and maybe it's even a red flag. As soon as you hear yourself saying, I should, it's a sign, a signal. It's a time to question yourself. Hearing your inner voice telling you you should be doing X, Y, or Z is a red flag and an opportunity to ask yourself the next question, which is, should I? Does this actually align with what I want, what I need, what I desire and how I want to show up for myself? And by the way, who says you should? Is it true or is it actually self-abandonment? Is it actually people-pleasing? Is it people-pleasing and choosing others over yourself? Or maybe it's just about being too damn exhausted to stand in your own power. And you know, that can actually be a valid response if it's been a really long, hard year, provided you do acknowledge that's what you're doing and you come back to it later when you've got more energy to address it for yourself. Should, hearing yourself say should is an opportunity to remind yourself and reconnect to what's important to you, what your boundaries around your time, your energy, your presence, your effort, your money, your family, your yeses and your noes. What are your boundaries and have you been acquiescing to the shoulds? Have you been allowing your boundaries to be knocked up against or transgressed or crossed by allowing the shoulds to lead the show, allowing should to drive the bus? So hearing yourself say I should is a reminder to check in with yourself. 
Are you honoring yourself? Are you honoring what your needs are? Honoring what you want for yourself, how you want to show up for yourself and honoring what you don't want for yourself. And it's a time, especially if this is a year or a season that feels difficult for you or tricky or tender in your relationship, it's a time to make all of that okay. Your boundaries, your needs, your desires, your no's, making all of that 100% absolutely okay. Ask yourself what's really important to you this holiday season. Ask yourself what is really important about Christmas or the holidays. And what, if you have kids, what are the key messages you want your kids to hear and to learn and to understand about Christmas and the holidays? What are the memories you really want to create with and for them? What's most important to you, to your kids, to your little family, your nuclear family? How can you bring more of what's really important to you into your holiday season and release and liberate yourself from the shoulds? What's important to you and how can you bring more of that in? How can you reach deeper and how can you get underneath the shoulds? Really asking yourself, if what you're telling yourself you should do, what's the real reason you think this is something you should do? Because often a should is imposed from outside and it's not really what we want for ourselves. The shoulds are more about making sure you tick the boxes and that everybody else is happy. So really lean into what you're telling yourself Christmas should be like, the holidays should be like, and get underneath it. What is at the core of that? And how do you really want it to be for you, for your family? However your family looks this year, what is at its core? What is important to you? What's at the core um, for how you want this to be for you? I also want today to share with you um, a personal story about a Christmas day way back before our divorce, before we even had kids. Now, my ex-husband is one of six children and they had a very specific way that Christmas day rolled. Very set, no deviation. This is how it goes. And you were either in or not. And there was not much compromise or accommodating of anyone else's family or any other way of doing things. It was the way. This is how it went, which is really powerful. And it has its benefits because everyone knows what to expect and where they stand. However, we, Mike and I, were a couple. And at that stage, a really solid, happily connected couple. We both had families who had really strong traditions around Christmas. And our families are both based in Melbourne but at this time we lived in Sydney so we traveled down to spend time with in Melbourne with our families and so this particular year we had discussed and decided together that we'd get to his parents earlier and spend as much time with them as we could including lunch but that we'll be leaving for my family my parents home at I don't know I can't remember let's say 3 p.m we needed to leave by three so we'd communicated this clearly to his parents ahead of time Um, And the day rolls around, we arrive nice and early at his folks' place and we spend lots of time there, you know, some really lovely quality time and we reminded his mum that we needed to leave by 3pm. And so the day goes on and it was a very late lunch and a number of courses and still, you know, it's a little bit before three o'clock and still no presents 
presents had been shared. And that's part of the tradition of his family. We all get together and you share you share presents. Someone disappears and um, and reappears as Santa and distributes the presents. That's part of the part of the deal. And it's a really big family, so that takes a really long time. So still no move towards presents a bit before our scheduled time of departure. So we start to make our moves and say our goodbyes only to be asked by my mother-in-law to wait a few minutes. So of course we say yes. Yes, we can wait a few minutes. But then she calls everyone together, six kids and partners and all the grandchildren. So there's a lot of people. She calls us all together for the gift sharing part of the day, which was always going to take way, way longer than a couple of minutes. So long story short, we were very late to my family. And I cried all the way between our family homes with frustranger, frustration and anger and disappointment and a bit of grief and sadness at having missed so much of my family day. And I declared then that I would not be doing it like that next year. I would definitely not be doing that when we had children. And in fact, I declared then and there that I would not be coming down from Sydney next year. To which, of course, Em says to me, but you won't see your own family. And I say, I know, but we need to draw a line in the sand. I won't do this. I won't do it like this next year. And and I definitely won't do it like this when we have kids. And little did I know that we actually would end up doing a split day because we split. But that is another part of the story. And so that was our watershed around Christmas. That's when I dropped the shoulds about expectations and demands and responsibilities and how it should look for Christmas. Now, I've always been a bit of a rebel and I don't actually do anything unless there are really good reasons. I don't usually do anything much just because I should, in inverted commas. And that is not to say I'm self-absorbed or selfish or I don't think of others. But it does mean that unless something really aligns with what I value, what I know to be true, including sometimes sucking up and going sucking it up and going somewhere doing something because it's important to someone I love and I care about unless something really aligns with what I value what's important to me what I know is true for me I choose no thank you so the following year Em and I stayed in Sydney and we spent Christmas day by ourselves together in our own little bub in our own little bubble And it was amazing. We cooked and ate the food we wanted to eat. We drank great wine we wanted to drink and we drove nowhere. In fact, I don't think we even left the house. And I'm actually really pleased to say that it was the catalyst for change in what Christmas looked like for both our families, but particularly for Em's family. It shifted something. Well, something shifted around that time and maybe it was because of what happened that particular Christmas day. And... In fact, one of the things that M said to me when we separated, he said that one of the things he would miss about our marriage when we separated was my family's get-togethers, including Christmas. And we shared a bit of a laugh about that. Now, he's since been included in a number of family events, you know, including my mum's 80th birthday. And he he's often included and definitely will be going forward. Now, Why do I share that story? Why do I share that story about Christmas? Because Christmas and the holidays, it doesn't have to look the way it always has. And it certainly doesn't have to look and feel the way you think it should 
in inverted commas. So feeling challenged in your relationship, then adding all the pressure of what everyone else thinks you should be doing, just exacerbates and complicates and magnifies things. Managing your first or even the first few holiday seasons as a separated family is huge and it needs compassion and compromise. And it need, and, to, and to, to bring compassion and compromise means to release what it should look like. Of course it's going to look different. Of course it's going to be different. It has to be different. For us, we've always shared the early morning part of Christmas Day together. Mostly the kids have chosen to be at my place because apparently Father Christmas does things way better at my place. And so Em would come for breakfast. Um, we've always done that. Has it always been easy? No. No, not always. And it has implications. For example, my current partner. But it's always been for us about the kids and how it works best for them. What's the best thing for them? For them, And this is what works for us. So it's become a new, well, now not so new, but it's become a new tradition that we share breakfast together, the four of us. Sometimes the kids split their day. Sometimes they spend the entire day with my family because we, after all, are the fun family and M's family are the stern family, as Elliot said once upon a time. And when we share or they split their day, we opt in to each other's home, to each other's family, just for a few minutes or maybe a glass of wine, just to anchor in and blend, you know, smooth things over. So if you can do that, it is a really lovely transition. It's also an opportunity to connect back with some of the extended family that you maybe don't see anymore if you are separated. So my invitation to you, do it your way. Find a new way. Deliberately and consciously list out all the things you want to say no to and also the things that are important that you say yes to, all the things you want to say yes to. Make space for all the no, 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 sorry. <laughs> Make space for all the yeses by getting clear on the no's. Be clear on what really is necessary and what you can let go of. What are the shoulds you can let go of to make space for the things you really want to be doing and bringing in? And try to do this without self-criticism or, or judgment. So opting for what you should do is actually an act of self-abandonment. So make sure you're choosing consciously, not simply because, not simply because, well, there's some story you're telling yourself or simply because you think you should. Choose consciously and stand firm in your sense of what's right for you, what's right for your kids, for your family, however your family looks this Christmas. It's your right, your time to choose and stand strong in what's right for you. Stand firm in your sovereignty. If you drop all the shoulds, if you get underneath why you think you should, you get to actively choose. You get to choose how you and your kids and your family celebrates Christmas. And, you know, that could mean not at all. That could mean staying home by yourselves. It could also mean accepting an invitation you might not have previously. It could mean saying no thank you when previously you would have felt compelled to say yes. You might want to escape and ignore and hide the entire holiday season. And that's okay if that's what you want or need to do. 
you might want to go without the tree and the decorations and the cards and the food and and, and the and the carols. There aren't any rules. This is an invitation and an opportunity to do it your way. You do also get to choose if you're still in your relationship. And sure, there needs to be compromise and negotiation and discussion involved, but a conversation about releasing you both from the shoulds of both families, as we did way back when, can be really powerful. And even if you only do that for a part of the day or a part of the holiday season, but maybe this year, this season, this is a time for you to make a shift, to make a change, to draw your line in the stand. In the stand? In the sand. Um, maybe, maybe this year it's a time for you to just stay home together. Maybe it's a chance for you to get away together, away from the extended family with its sometimes, you know, dramas and obligation or stickiness. The extra load of other people impacting on and commenting on, asking about your relationship, your marriage, when you're getting married, when you're having a baby, when you're having another baby. It can be overwhelming. So maybe it is an opportunity for you to redefine how you do Christmas, a time to set some boundaries and reclaim some of the holiday season for yourself or yourselves. And as a solo parent, it's absolutely a chance to redefine. So if this is your first, or maybe not even your first, but if, if this is a holiday season that you're navigating as a single parent, it's a real opportunity to redefine what it looks like for you and your kids. An opportunity to embrace and maintain what you love about the holidays and to release yourself from what does not align. Release yourself from the shoulds. So lean into and get clear on what you most want rather than feeling weighed down by expectation or demands of others, even those who you love. Release yourself from the expectations, the shoulds, and do the holidays the way you most want to do them. It doesn't mean you have to blow everything up. It can be a very gentle redefinition and redefining. Maybe it's time to build new traditions, particularly if this is a season, a holiday season that you're navigating as a solo mama, it's an opportunity to build new traditions. So let's just say you hated some of the traditions of your ex-partner's family. Great news. You get to toss them out for this and every other Christmas going forward. You get to choose new traditions mindfully allowing others to ease their way into your your new family life. You get to show your kids there are new and different ways of celebrating. Maybe you just have ice cream for dinner, watch a movie marathon, Christmas movie marathon chosen by you and your kids, whatever, whatever. You get to build new traditions. If it is your first Christmas after separating, it can be overwhelming or feel overwhelming and raise to the surface all the grief, and the loss and the sadness of separation and divorce. It does get easier. Christmas, holidays and special days hold so much of our past. Along with memories of the past, there is also a new future. So building new traditions can help support you to step forward gently and hopefully, maybe even joyfully. So honour where you are this Christmas. If it is a season in your life, in your relationship where things don't feel like you hoped 
or maybe you're wondering or questioning or think about thinking about uh, dissolving the relationship, honour that. Take it really gently. And if it's your first holiday season after separation or divorce, honour that. Maybe it's a time to cocoon yourself and your family from anything that pushes your buttons, even if that is your mum or your mother-in-law. Find ways to build a buffer around your family while you move through this tender season and find a way to build that buffer around yourself. So release yourself from the shoulds of this holiday and Christmas season by getting underneath and working out why those shoulds are coming up. Anchor into the things that really feel aligned for you. Release yourself from stuff that doesn't. Choose consciously and build new traditions for yourselves. But also, if you are feeling all the things in the lead up to the holidays, if you are feeling all the shoulds and all the things and all the big emotions coming up, as we lean into Christmas, I have a special offer for you because I know how it feels. And I want you to be deeply supported as you move through this tender time. So I'm offering a select number of spaces in my calendar for a one-off 90-minute session with me and two weeks of follow-up direct messaging support for my email VIPs and my beautiful podcast listeners for the special rate of 2 dollars that is normally $3.95. So I'll put a booking link in the show notes and be sure to answer podcast VIP to the how did you find me question when you book to access a special rate. So that is a 90 minute one-on-one coaching call with me and two weeks of follow-up messaging support to guide you through this holiday season. And if that's something that you would like to access either direct message me, email me, or just click on the link that I'll put in the show notes. I want you to be able to release yourself from the shoulds, get clear on what's most important to you in this season, and move through the holidays in a really nurtured, supported way. Thank you for sharing this time and space with me. I hope you found it supportive. As I said, this is part one of the Christmas and holiday um, episode, part two coming next week. Um, All the links, as I said, in the show notes, and I would love to support you. Go gently until next time. I'm Sally-Ann Hartnell, Relationship Coach, and you've been listening to Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate. You can follow me on Instagram at Reflect Coaching. And if you can think of anyone who would love this episode, please, please share it with them. I'd also be so grateful if you'd follow the podcast and review this episode so we can get it in the ears of a whole lot more humans just like you who are ready to reclaim and liberate themselves in life and love. I hope you'll join me next time for another episode of Reflect, Reclaim and Liberate. Until then, 